Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. Joining me, as always, is Dan. I'm here. Adam. Hello. And Aaron. Uh, hello. So let's talk about uh, Thursday night's game really quick. Uh, not a great game in terms of teams, but it was an interesting game. But before we get into that, shortly before this game started, one of the great linebackers and holder of the best name in sports history died. I never did get to watch Dick Butkus play, but despite such a comedic name, his fury on the field was always what his legacy will stand for. And by all accounts, he was a great leader off the field as he was on. Yes, definitely uh, a great player, a legend. Uh, many people have you know, pointed to his game and, and playing in a much more brutal era than uh, currently done. As far as the game goes, I think... The Thursday night game falls under a theory that I have often had on uh, this goes for college or NFL. If you get two bad teams playing each other, you will quite often get a good game because they, the, the quality is down. Like, mm-hmm. Not like the Broncos playing the Dolphins and getting their, their doors blown off. You actually had a game, and it almost looked like the Bears were going to let the Commanders back into that game, just like they had done the week before with the Broncos. I didn't watch every minute of this game. I watched, you know, parts of it as I was uh, coming into the house and refreshing my drink last night. But the parts I saw uh, actually were interesting. So We pretty much watched the last half of it, and... uh I think I we hadn't started it, and I got a spoiler on the score, and I was a, a little bit surprised. I don't know what's going on with the Bears. You know, they they go down about seventy against the Cowboys, and then uh, you know now they're they're up. I don't remember what the score was. It was something crazy, forty to twenty. Yeah, if I remember Final right. Score uh, was, yeah. Against the Commanders, but the Commanders really aren't looking that bad. The Bears are looking. I don't know what happened with this game, but I agree it was kind of fun to watch the end of it. So, I don't, are Commanders a bad team? Like you said, when you put kind two of. bad teams together, it there was so the Commanders had some preseason love coming into the season, and a lot of it was built around their defense. And they had some nice offensive pieces, but the, the big question mark was their quarterback, Sam Howell. But their defense has been what has let them down. And, you know, they gave up 40 against a Bears team that the Packers whooped. And, you know, the Packers haven't looked great the last couple of weeks. So what? it's. What? Yeah, we'll be talking about the Packers a little later. Yeah. So it, it is one of those, you know, sometimes you just you have teams that are not in the upper echelon, and these are some of those teams. Uh, I don't have anything to say about the game, but as a Packers fan, I rarely have anything good to say about the Bears, but nothing but respect for Dick Butkus. I, he was on, uh, I think the first time I ever saw him was uh, My Two Dads. Greg Evigan and Paul Reiser, classic show. <laughs> I enjoyed it. All right, on to this week's games. Philadelphia Eagles at the Los Angeles Rams. Dan. For this game, I understand that the Rams are playing at home, but it's really not a home field advantage per se. I'm not sure how great the uh, 
Eagles fans travel like some other great franchises like the Steelers or the Cowboys or the 49ers have taken over SoFi Stadium. So it's, it, it remains to be seen whether the Rams will have to continue to use a silent count at their home games. That being said, I, I believe Cooper Cup is uh, going to be activated for this game, but I don't see how you take Puka Nakua out and put Cooper Cup in at this point. I think you find a way to put them both on the field mm-hmm. at the same time. And that could really, um, you know, give the Eagles a little bit of problems. Uh, the Rams, you know, despite some of their um, deficiencies lately, they've put together a pretty good offense this year that is capable of putting up points. And the Eagles have, to say the least, they've struggled. They have not come out and dominated teams. If the Rams are able to hang in there and keep it close, you know, they might just pull the upset. However... I am taking the Eagles because that was my first thought when I looked at this game, and I'm going with first thoughts. So the Eagles will uh, defeat the Rams by better than four and a half. I agree with that, but is Matt Stafford out, or is he playing? He's, he's I haven't injured. heard. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything, anything that Stafford. he's not so playing. This is listed as one of the higher scoring games, which I'm going to take meaning a shootout. Um, I disagree about the the Eagles struggling. If if you're talking about against the spread, then then maybe. But they really haven't struggled much. But you can't really read anything into the Rams' losses against the 49ers and the Bengals. They were just outclassed in those games. Uh, so we don't get a, re- a read. So Matt Stafford is listed as injured with a bruised hip. So is that enough to give the Eagles just a walk away with this one? I'm going to say that that does give them the edge. So I'm going to go with Eagles. I haven't looked back to make sure, but I think I've been continually overestimating the Eagles and underestimating the Rams. And my math has the Eagles only winning by three here, so I don't see the Eagles dominating here. It's possible that after this week we have no more undefeated teams. I've got the Rams. You son of a... Oh, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Oh, there's going to be a conversation. There's a little foreshadowing on maybe a future pick. a little foreshadowing, yeah. Um, you know, the Eagles do have some injuries coming into this game. Fletcher Cox isn't playing. Uh, a couple other players, uh, one from the offensive line. And this is their first trip to the West Coast. And while the Rams have been plucky this season, I just I, the Eagles are still a better overall team. And I think the Eagles do just enough to win by six or seven. And, you know, get there with, like, a last-minute field goal to put them up there. I, I do think it will be a close game, but I think they just get those last-minute points that put them over the top. Don't get me started on last-minute points. That's not going to happen. Mm. Cincinnati Bengals at the Arizona Cardinals. Adam. So Bengals are last in total offensive scoring. In the last four weeks, Burrow had three games with no touchdowns. But Arizona doesn't have a stellar record either, losing both to the Commanders and the Giants in Weeks 1 and 2. But they looked respectable against the Cowboys last week. Two weeks ago, sorry. I can see the Cardinals keeping this game close, if not eking out a small victory, so I'm going with the Cardinals. The Bengals are not good. Cardinals are also not good, but they managed to surprise me a couple times, possibly just once. As I said, I didn't have time to go back and look. Uh, But my math has the Cardinals winning by 7. So, what the hell? I got the Cardinals. This is a must-win game for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. 
like many teams' offensive issues, I feel they don't help out their quarterbacks and run the ball more. I get running your offense, but help your dudes out. Arizona has a great shot of winning this game because they do exactly those things. Help their dudes out. They put their players in the right positions to be effective. Until I see Cincinnati get their shit together, I have to go against them. I'm taking the Cardinals here. I am in alignment with Paul on this, uh, and I think that goes back to last week. I, I think um, all of you went with the Bengals over the Titans, and I was the one who chose mm-hmm. the Titans. I don't think Joe Burrow is healthy. I don't. It's not there. They can trot him out and let him say whatever he wants. Of course, he's going to say, yeah, it's getting better, it's getting better, it's getting better. But these soft tissue injuries tend to linger. And this Cardinals team, based on what I saw, I mean, they they beat the the Cowboys. They put up a good fight for a little while against the 49ers. But I believe the term is uh, plucky. They're quite plucky and opportunistic. And if they can get that running game going and playing at home, I don't see any reason why the Cardinals can't win this game outright. Kansas City Chiefs at the Minnesota Vikings. Aaron. Ugh, I'm still so mad at that Chiefs game last week. Flames on the side of my face, exactly. No way the Jets should have played against them that well. And then, at the very end, my saving grace, Mahomes running towards the end zone like, go! And then he slides right there. And absolutely, that was the correct thing to do. And this is why... You saying the Eagles are going to have that last-minute field goal at the end is not going to happen because if they're already ahead, they're not going to bother. They're just going to run out the clock. Anyway, still mad about the Chiefs. Single-handedly broke my week, and while I would like to punish them, I would only be hurting myself. My math has the Chiefs winning by 10, and I don't see the Vikings keeping it close. I've got the Chiefs. How many weeks before people start drawing comparisons between Taylor Swift and Yoko Ono? It's already happening. It needs to stop. This is the type of crap that can derail a football team. Having to answer questions about off-field issues. I don't care that the NFL deems it a fun situation that's bringing in viewers. It will begin to affect this team. And I think it starts with Minnesota. I don't know that the Vikings win, but they will cover. Well, let's just get one thing straight here. Comparing Taylor Swift to Yoko Ono is really not fair. Yoko Ono, far more talented. <laughs> Look, uh, haters going to hate. That's hate, right. Hate, hate, hate. Taylor's just going to shake it off. Mm-hmm. Chiefs and Vikings, huh? Interesting. Both offenses can score. That has happened. Yeah, going with the Chiefs. I don't trust Kirk Cousins and this Vikings team one iota anymore. I don't have much else to say, just Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs covering. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. The spread on this actually confuses me a little. At only four and a half on paper, the Chiefs seem to be much stronger than the Vikings. They did struggle a little against the Jets last week, but they ultimately pulled out a win. The question, I guess, is does Minnesota have the skill to keep this game close at home, or will Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense railroad the Vikings? Well, I hear a train out in the distance, so I'm going for the Chiefs. Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. I will start this off by declaring San Francisco will cover this game. But all I'm going to talk about are the ways in which they won't. I am concerned with the defense, not because they've been exposed. They've been a bend-but-don't-break type of defense. But they haven't looked as dynamic this season as they did last year. 
Bosa only has one sack on a poorly timed rollout to his side by Daniel Jones. You might remember Jones from getting sacked 11 times by the Seahawks and seven times by these Cowboys. The 49ers only got him twice. This isn't good enough. This isn't what San Francisco should expect, and it's not what we as fans should be okay with because they absolutely should be better at getting to the quarterback and forcing turnovers. Perhaps Steve Wilkes is still learning what his players can get away with, but this is the week to let them pin their ears back and attack. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking at this season with the 49ers defense as kind of um, you know a little bit of a rocky two. I think uh, Steve Wilkes came out and, and told the team, you know, we got to teach you to box right-handed, right? And that's what they're doing, right? Been doing, you know, just coming out, protecting that bad side. And then this is the time when Mickey's going to say, now, go to Southpaw now. And that's what's going to happen. 49ers are going to come out Southpaw and run downhill defensively on the Cowboys offensive line. However, on the, the flip side, you got to give respect to this Cowboys defense. It is spectacular. I've heard, uh, I believe, Mike Parsons referred to as number 11 from heaven from uh, many Cowboys fans. He is, he, you know, I'd be surprised if he doesn't end up being defensive player mm -hmm. of the year this year. I, I don't think Nick Bosa is going to get there. I think the holdout has kind of hurt him physically. He was not ready to go up against, like, live game action. Not in game shape. Yeah, but could be beneficial because he tailed off at the end of last season and had trouble getting to the quarterback. So maybe, you know, he will work himself into game shape and, and be ready to go by middle to late season, heading into the playoffs. That being said, both defenses are playing great. Uh, so you got to look at the offenses. And I think the 49ers offense just has more weapons and playing at home. And they're just going to come out and be methodical like they have been every week. They're not out there like the Dolphins against the Broncos, just throwing up points left and right. They're not getting shut down. They just come out and they drive down the field and they score points. And that's it. And that's what's going to happen again. They're going to drive down the field. They're going to score points. The Dallas offense has struggled in the red zone, they've uh, that Arizona game is a good example where they had to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. I think that's what's going to happen again on Sunday night. And the 49ers come away with a hard-fought, close victory, and they cover the three and a half. So when you send these games to us, to the, the ones we're going to be analyzing, before I look at the spread, I kind of get in my head what I think would be a good bet. And for this game, in my head, I thought seven and a half for, uh, in favor of 49ers. And I was surprised to see it was only three and a half. I was trying to figure out how they predicted this game to be so close. So I'm thinking the Cowboys might be a little bit overvalued. They had a couple of big wins. Giants, 40 to zero. Jets, 30 to 10. Patriots, 38 to three. But the 49ers put up some big numbers too. Steelers 30 to 7, Giants 30 to 12, Cardinals 35 to 16. So is this going to be the slugfest that everybody is predicting it's going to be and end close? I don't think it is. I think the 49ers still far outclass the Cowboys. And that seven and a half to me is still a good number. So I'm going with the 49ers to cover. So when I first saw the matchup 49ers-Cowboys, I thought this may be the week to pick against the 49ers. And then I saw the spread, and I thought, no, they're at home. They should be able to win by more than a field goal. But then I looked at the math, 
which has the Cowboys winning by four. So I don't know. But as I said, this may be the week where we have no more undefeated teams. I'm going with the Cowboys. <laughs> we don't have to cover this last game. <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Dan. Packers. Uh, for me, looking Sorry. at the Raiders, they haven't found their rhythm this season. They probably won't this week either. Packers win against the Seahawks in week three with a score of 19 to 15 shows they can almost hold their own against a mediocre team, which is just like their matchup this week. I can see this, the Packers struggling to win by a field goal, but that still covers the spread, so I'm going with the Packers. So when I write these notes, and listeners, if we had them, are thinking she's using notes. I put each team, I put the favorite team first and then the other team, and then I look up the spread. And this time I put the Raiders first. <laughs> and so when I saw it was going the other way, I'm like, well, i got to pick the Raiders. The Packers are so bad. But uh, then I, I looked at the math, and, oh, my God, the Raiders are even worse than the Packers. And my math has the Packers winning by 10. My brain has the Raiders winning by 3. But my heart is going to go with the math. Packers woo. So earlier I talked about teams that need to run the football more, and the Green Bay Packers are the poster child for that. They are third to last in rushing yards, and they're unable to sustain drives, keeping their defense on the field too long. But they will get right against a bad Raiders team. This is the time to get the run game going, get Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon right, and take control of a bad team. I have the Packers covering and blowing out the Raiders. Wow. Nice. All right, let's run down the card. Buffalo, five-and-a-half-point favorites against Jacksonville in London. I have Buffalo. 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 Atlanta, one-and-a-half-point favorite versus Houston. I have Houston. Falcons. Uh, Texans. Texans. Detroit, nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Carolina, I have Detroit. Lions, baby. Lions. Lions. Tennessee, half-point favorite at Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I have the Colts as well. Colts. I forgot to pick it. Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, 11.5-point favorite against the New York Giants. I have Miami. I don't know why the spread is so close. Dolphins. I have Miami. Dolphins. New England, one and a half point favorites against New Orleans. I have New England. I have Patriots just because. I have the Saints. Saints. Baltimore, four and a half point favorites at Pittsburgh. I have Baltimore. I also have Baltimore. Baltimore. Ravens. Cincinnati, two and a half point favorites at Arizona. Arizona. Cardinals. 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 Philadelphia, four and a half point favorites at the Los Angeles Rams. I have Philadelphia. Philly. Philly also. The plucky Rams. Denver. One and a half. Denver. One and a half point favorites versus the New York Jets. I have the Jets. You know, I knew this would come up. And you know, I can clearly not choose the team with Russell Wilson. <laughs> which you would have known. However, I can clearly not choose a team with Zach Wilson. So I don't know where to go from here. I'm falling into the classic football choice. In this case, I'm going with the Jets. J-E-T-S. I don't know why the Broncos would ever be favored. I got the Jets. Kansas City, four and a half point favorites at Minnesota. Minnesota. 
Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Didn't you choose the Vikings just a minute ago? <laughs> no. All right. No, it was Paul. Okay, Chiefs. Chiefs. San Francisco, three and a half point favorites against the Cowboys. I have San Francisco. My beloved 49ers. 49ers. How about them boys? Which ones? Cowboys. Oh. Well, there are other boys. Are there? No, there's a fish boy. <laughs> Did you say fish boy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's lobster boy. <laughs> I don't think there is. There is. Look it up. He was a sideshow freak. <laughs> Green Bay, one and a half point favorites at Las Vegas. I have Green Bay. Uh, yeah, the Packers. Packers. Packers, woo. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Stay safe.